0: Welcome to
1: the Martech Podcast. Today we're going to talk about the science of machine learning in marketing. Joining us is Duane Varan, who is the founder and CEO of Media Science, which is a lab based audience research provider incorporating a range of neuromeasures, including biometrics, facial expression analysis, eye tracking, EEG, and more. With state-of-the-art labs in New York, Chicago, and Austin, media science is discovering actionable insights in advertising, technology, media, and consumer trends. So far this week, Dr. Dwayne and I have talked about how to use artificial intelligence and machine learning in consumer research. And yesterday we talked about AI and machine learning's innovation in MarTech. Today we're going to wrap up the conversation and talk about how science is changing the advertising industry. All right, here's the last part of my conversation with Dr. Dwayne Varon, founder and CEO of Media Science. Dr. Dwayne, welcome back to the Martech podcast. It's becoming a regular thing. It's becoming a regular gig, Ben. It's kind of how we roll around here, you know? <laughs> we get you once, and the next thing you know is three days later, you're still talking. I appreciate you coming back. And I'm excited to wrap up our conversation. So far, we've talked about artificial intelligence and machine learning. We talked about neuroscience and how it's changing consumer research, how we can understand what some of the signals are and why people react to specific ads or media. And yesterday we talked about more artificial intelligence machine learning, how that works and how we're applying it into MarTech. Today I want to specifically focus on science and advertising. It seems like there are some fundamental changes for how people react to advertising, also some of the formats of advertising. So, you know, as we start to think in a different capacity about how we should advertise, where our advertisements should go, talk to me about how some of the technologies that you have worked with are changing marketers' thoughts on their ad buys and ad strategies. I think the
2: biggest change that we've seen over the course of the past decade or so is that, especially with premium advertising like TV ads, et cetera. We've really gone from a one-trick pony, which was you know, the 30-second commercial, to a universe of infinite possibilities. When it was one format, people had to fit whatever their needs were into that medium. So it was just a factor of, these are the rules. You have a 30-second commercial, figure out how to take your marketing objectives and squeeze it within that template. Now we live in a universe with, like I say, infinite possibilities. So the question becomes, what should a brand do? And there's a lot of possibilities out there. So you need to have some way of really grappling with what your objectives are in the first place, what your communication objectives are, and how to measure for success. And that's where science can really make a difference.
1: One of the things that I've always said, and I have not studied this, but I say it anyway because it's my job as a podcast host, is that the formats of advertising are changes because people are exposed to so much more media. Now, I know that I have my phone in front of me, and that seems to be enough information for me to say, well, I consume more media. I see social media. I still watch television. We got the radio on. There's podcasts that have ads inserted to them. There's all sorts of different formats. Do you have a sense of whether people are actually engaging with media more? Because the assumption is if there's more media, then people are getting tired of being advertised to. And I actually haven't seen the science. I did not read the research. It is an inference, not any sort of study that I've conducted, try to understand if people are actually consuming more media and more advertising impressions.
2: Oh, no, there's really good research, which shows that the consumption of media has grown exponentially. I mean, there's no doubt about that. And of course, if we're getting exposed to more media, we probably are getting exposed to more ads as well. So in that sense, the challenge for a brand to stand out is greater than it was before. But by the same token, there are a lot more ways that you can engage, and that's an opportunity for a brand, particularly relative to its specific communication objectives. So that's where it comes again. I say this thing about communication objectives. The ultimate job, of course, of marketing is to help promote sales, but that's too big an objective. You, know, you have to break that down into a strategy for how you're going to do that, and you want to know whether your strategy is effective, and that really comes down to a series of communication objectives. So now the question is, do you know whether or not you are delivering against each of those objectives? And historically, we don't know because we're just trading on these common currencies that we have like ratings or something. But now we have the ability to get much, much, much more precise. So I I used the example a couple of days ago on our show about the Mars study that we did. A lot of Mars ads are about humor and you want the ads to be funny and you want them to be funny in specific moments in time during the ad. Well, now you have a very, very precise measure of whether it was funny or not funny. And I I will tell you that our research shows that whether it's funny or not does have a difference in terms of whether it's ultimately going to be effective. So it does translate ultimately to sales. But now you can actually measure scientifically whether the ad was funny and a brand needs best in class measures for each of their objectives. And they're not all going to be the same for different brands. So people are going to be trying to doing different things. And it's just about more accurately measuring that.
1: So Mars is trying to measure funny with their advertising. If it's funny, there's a positive association with the brand. And hopefully that has an impact on underlying sales. When you think about B2B measurement, when you're thinking about reaching people in a professional setting, obviously humor is not something that is devoid, but it's also not something that we rely on from B2B. Should we all start making our ads into, you know, long running jokes or is there a time and a place where you need to think about other measurements other than obviously humor to get your ad across, get your message across? What are some of the advertising measurements that you've seen for the B2B market?
2: The most important, of course, is attention or it's not actually attention that you should be interested in. It's inattention or the absence of inattention. It sounds like a subtle difference. More attention is not necessarily better, but no attention is definitely fatal. So you wanna get through the threshold of getting enough attention for everything else to matter. And if you don't pass that threshold, nothing else matters. So attention is a great example, whether you're talking about B2B or whether you're talking about B2C, everybody needs attention. And if you don't got it, you don't got an effect.
1: Yeah. I mean, without any attention, no one's going to understand, have awareness, recall. Nobody's going to think about your brand. You're dead on arrival, but there is good attention and bad attention as well. You know, it seems like maybe this is different in the political sphere where sometimes all attention is good attention. When you're a marketer and you're starting to think about creating good buzz as opposed to just getting out there, what are some of the ways that you can evaluate what works and what doesn't? It's not
2: that there's good attention, there's attention and there's no attention. And then there's something else that comes in after attention. And that's really my point, attention is the threshold. If you don't have attention, you're not gonna notice what goes on. But just because you have attention, doesn't mean that it's gonna be good or bad. It's everything else now that starts to kick in about how people start to evaluate your message. So it could be that you're looking at whether that is positively or negatively oriented. So are you getting this attention? But then are you seeing, we call this valence, which is, you know, whether things are overall positive or overall negative. Are you getting positive or negative valence? Are people reacting in a favorable way towards the brand or are they acting in a negative way towards the brand? Again, that's a big threshold, cross that threshold. And now you're on to the next one. And so layer by layer, you just work to delivering against your objectives.
1: Is someone paying attention to your message? Do they think of it positively or negative? What's your valence? What comes after valence?
2: It depends by brand. For example, you could be the kind of brand that has a very emotive message, or you could be a brand that has something that requires cognitive function, you know, that requires you to think about what's being said. Very different scenarios. So really, once you go past the attention threshold, everything else now is going to be brand specific rather than generic. So you're going to be talking about that brand. So for example, maybe this brand is looking for empathy. That's something very different to a brand that's looking for you thinking about their claim. So you really start getting into specific metrics around what the objectives of a brand are rather than generic measures about overall, whether something got attention or didn't get attention.
1: Time for a one minute break to hear from our presenting sponsor, MuteNex. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, the marketing mixed modeling platform that makes measuring ROI fast, easy, and cost-effective. Request a demo at mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X.co. Now, when you think about measuring the effectiveness of your advertising, we talk about understanding attention, understanding valence understanding you know some of the other emotions that you're generating those seem like a very difficult things to measure without a lab and b things that you can't necessarily dictate in terms of business results my advertisement was successful because this many people more came to the website and bought something is how most advertisers think about ad performance as opposed to my ad was successful because people think of my brand as fun, as light, as beautiful, as serious, the emotions that come out of it. How do you bifurcate the understanding of why someone is reacting to your ad as opposed to the underlying performance, or should you actually think about them separately?
2: You should think about them in a related sense, but you should think about both. They're both important. Whether you got sales or not very important. I mean, there's no point in delivering against your communication objectives if those communication objectives don't translate into sales. So that's important. But also, whether you're moving parts are kind of like getting you where you want to go is also important. The problem that we have is that you don't want a brand to have a strategy that is speculative. A brand should have a very deliberate strategy if it's trying to trigger an emotion. It should have a reason why it's trying to trigger that emotion. It should measure whether it's successful in doing that. And ultimately, that will help it know whether its strategy is on target. It could be that its strategy is off base, that that's not the right strategy, that triggering that emotion doesn't translate to sales. But you won't know if you're not accurately measuring for those objectives. So the business of measuring for these objectives is really about making sure not only that you're delivering against the objectives, but ultimately as a consequence that your strategy is actually on target.
1: Dwayne, when you think about the science that is being applied across customer research, across MarTech, across the advertising industry, it seems like there is a practical way to measure business performance that most of us rely on. And then there is the understanding of why Give me the pitch of why marketers should take a more scientific approach to understanding the why behind their marketing efforts, as opposed to just focusing on the performance.
2: So sales behavior is oftentimes a very tactical way of looking at what we're doing. You want to inform your larger strategy. You want to have a theory about not only a theory, you're also trying to build a brand and your value, whatever your product is, the portion of your value that is being delivered by your brand is far greater than the value that's actually being delivered by the physical product itself. Branding is the real estate of the mind and it's where you sit in a person's psyche ultimately, and you're not going to get that by the sales behavior. You're not going to know where you were situated and how people situate you in their minds relative to your competitors. So you have a very short term, very short-lived strategy if you're just living on sales alone. It's the classic problem that a brand has where they may discount their product in the store and get some sales, but they're not gonna make profit that way. Is that really where they wanna position themselves? So in the science and in the art of really understanding your brand, who you are, what works for you, what connects with your consumers, you're not gonna get there by sales data alone. You're going to need to understand why you got the sales and you're not going to be able to get there unless you have some measures of those moving parts within that so that's the reason why i think again it's not enough to just have the sales data it's not enough to just have the moving parts you really need both of those to come together to get the full picture of what's going on it's a little bit like a thermometer in a room you're getting the overall temperature in the room So you can say, oh, it's hot or it's cold or whatever, which is great. But you don't know why it's hot. You don't know why it's cold. And you're not going to be able to adjust the temperature ultimately if you don't know what it is that's contributing to it. So the moving parts really go together. You can't change the temperature of the room just by increasing the thermometer. you, You need both. You have to have the moving parts and the performance.
1: My fundamental belief about marketing and our job as marketers is to understand who our customers are and to try to deliver marketing messages, products, and services to those customers that make their lives better, to solve problems and create value for them. And without a deep understanding of who, Your customers are and what motivates them. You can never really accomplish that. Taking a scientific approach to understanding not only who your customers are, but what drives their behavior is something that will make you a better marketer. At the end of the day, we're all held to the end results. But our job is to understand who the customers are and using services like media science and technologies like machine learning and artificial intelligence to not only better understand our customers, to better target them, is just going to make us better marketers. Dwayne, I appreciate you coming on the show and walking us through some of the more advanced technologies you use. Thanks for being our guest.
2: Always a pleasure, Ben. Anytime.
1: All right. That wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Dwayne Varon, the co-founder and CEO of Media Science. If you'd like to get in touch with Dwayne, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter where his handle is Dwayne Varon, D-U-A-N-E-V-A-R-A-N, or you could visit his company's website, which is mediascience.com. You can also subscribe to our once a week newsletter, and you can even send us your topic suggestions or your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is MarTechPod, M-A-R-T-E-C-H-P-O-D on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Or you can contact me directly. My handle is Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P.